Hello, welcome to Progressive Recovery, season four of the recovery sessions. This is Ron Chapman. This season, we'll be exploring emotional sobriety, a subject that has captivated any number of our listeners because of the promise it holds for us living more balanced, more fulfilled, richer lives as our recovery progresses. We'll be talking to a number of people who have some experience, strength, and hope to share, and in many cases, a fair amount of time learning how to practice emotional sobriety. We'll make reference to a number of connection points that you may be interested in. We're just delighted you're here. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to Progressive Recovery, where we're talking about emotional sobriety. And today, I get the pleasure of introducing you folks to Michelle. Michelle, welcome. Thank you, Ryan. I'm happy to be with you. Tell us just a very little bit about your recovery and where you stand. So I, uh, I'm 22 years clean, um, and I came to recovery as a pretty defeated 24-year-old in South Carolina and um, feeling pretty alone and isolated. I connected really quickly to um, recovering addicts' emotions. It's the first time I'd felt connected, and it made me feel enlivened almost immediately. Right off the cuff, I started following suggestions, got a home group, started working steps with a sponsor, got involved in service, and um, was mostly pretty happy for the first uh, six or seven years of recovery. And then I guess I was around long enough to start seeing people come and go in and out of my life, in and out of recovery, losing people to addiction. Um, and I don't know, fast forward through about 10 years of monotony of um, being involved at my home group and continuing to, to chair there and be of service and, and really became so close-minded and not even knowing it, um, really unteachable um, until I hit a new bottom um, at about 17 years clean. Um, and I find myself uh, being desperate and suicidal yet again. Um, after that, I was able to connect with people in progressive recovery and started being able to connect with those folks on a level of them feeling lost after years in recovery and um, started to feel hopeful about recovery again and looking at the steps in a new way and, and looking at steps at how it relates to life now instead of you know, how it was when we first come into the program. and. And ever since that unveiling um, of learning how unteachable I was, it's like the the possibilities and the lessons and the opportunities haven't stopped pouring forward. <laughs> mm. So that's kind of where I'm at today. And thank goodness, not feeling suicidal. Well, very relevant then to this idea of what emotional sobriety may mean to you today. And when we were doing our prep conversation, uh, we had a really cool little segue into talking about emotional sobriety as embodiment. And I thought, well, let's just go into the deep end of the pool, Michelle. What do you, what do you mean by that? What, that's, what does that mean to you today, emotional sobriety and embodiment? So that, that could be such a big conversation, but to keep it um, bite-sized, you know, I, I tend to be the kind of person I think many addicts do where I want to live in my mind. I want to identifies my thoughts and I, I can get really get trapped in the story up there and um, part of the uh, experience for me has been and learning through 
yoga, breath work, um, trying to get out of the head and down into my body, which is where the feelings actually, actually live and reside. You know, the discomfort, the anxiety, the grief, it's all in my body. And when I can actually do that, do that little drop from the head to heart and get inside of what I'm actually experiencing and, and my feeling, I can start to disidentify with the story and become more involved with the healing and the nurturing and becoming more inquisitive about what's really happening instead of getting carried away with the the false reality I'm creating in my in my brain and um, you know I'm I'm able to experience that a lot more um, through the practice of yoga. Um, it's really kind of helped me to be present in the body and even understand. Um, where the wound lies within me. Hmm. So I, I love that you talked about going where the feelings reside in you. I guess that is the epitome of embodiment. And I've seen you get all filled up by that. What's, what is that for you? I mean, it's remarkable to watch you when you get all filled up. So part of my practice now, um, that's in, involved and related to yoga is the, the practice of singing mantra. Um, and I, I choose to sing Sanskrit mantra, which I don't always completely understand. And, and I don't think that's necessary for me to be able to have this practice. And what happens is, is me allowing myself to sing these mantras and, and really get into the feeling that it creates within me. I, I kind of get lost in, and just the feeling and the emotion that it creates within my body instead of in my in my mind and and I could really just do that for for minutes and and hours and and not even know how much time passes because I'm living so much within myself so much within the experience that I'm having in the present rather than than worrying about anything from the past or future it really is being present I suppose Wow, out out of head and into into heart or into body. That um, that's a pretty cool way of visualizing this this idea of emotional sobriety, Michelle. Yeah, and you know, to take it one step further or closer to um, you know Bill Wilson's kind of description of it. You know, I when I am demanding others to be different so that I can't um, so that I can be okay. Um, you know, I really am getting so caught up in into my thoughts, and and when I when I can realize or recognize that I'm even feeling that disturbance is when I am able to tap into what that feeling may be in the body, and almost always it, it starts with heat in my chest, and you know that's usually the trigger for me of uh oh Michelle it's time to pay attention to what's mm. happening instead of getting carried off into well why don't you just act right Ron then I can be happy <laughs> so what happens to you literally when when you get in that space i mean are you just utterly present is that present with the feelings with the moment with the experience or are you transported or maybe is it both? You know, I guess trying to put that into words, um, it's almost like trying to describe meditation, right? Um, mm. Meditation is what happens when you try to meditate and um, whatever experience you're having is, is perfectly 
true and correct and normal and and whatever it's whatever you're supposed to be experiencing and I guess I kind of have that same feeling about what happens to me when I when I practice mantra I I'm very much present I'm very much aware of of the sounds that are coming out I'm very much aware of my instrument that I might be holding and then all of a sudden I'm not then all of a sudden I've maybe forget that there might be other people participating or I forget that there might be other people in the room or you know so I don't I don't know exactly if that's um transporting or transcending or maybe I'm just forgetting um what is not me and remembering what is me um you know the the circle of people that I, I really follow and trust and and connect within the yoga community now they they constantly say remember who you are and i feel like that relates to you know my true self my the divine within me and um and not everything externally that that i use to to make myself feel okay or to make myself feel different from from what i actually am hmm. so i get it that this is really hard to talk about and very hard to articulate but and you know, we were going to close with this question, like, so what wisdom or experience or knowledge do you have to pass on to others from this experience of yours? Because it's a cool thing to be re-enlivened to your recovery at 17 years clean. Um, what, what can you pass on to others from this experience of yours that uh, perhaps might guide others, Michelle? Oh, gosh. You know, I I would hope that you know, if there's anybody feeling um, lost or separated or disconnected or hopeless, um, you know, to just try to practice being open um, or even just try to practice awareness. And I, and I think that was what was key for me is, um, you know, of course, it wasn't anything that I did on purpose, but whenever I hit those bottoms and, and was able to actually open up, um, to new ideas and different experiences, you know, when yoga fell into my lap and, you know, I just, it was just a new passion for me that I, that I haven't experienced in so long. And, and, you know, I felt called to get my, my teaching certificate and, and then discovered the practice of mantra and have been able to use my, my singing and my, my, um, musical skills to be able to to carry that even farther and it's become my dharma my life work it's become you know a passionate purpose that that i've felt stir this this like aliveness in me that i've didn't even know was there or didn't know it was possible um and so you know i guess i would just say if i wasn't open or, or couldn't open my mind that that would have never happened um so I guess, you know, the biggest takeaway for me or, or, or something that I would really like for somebody to hear is if, if they've been around for a long time and they feel depressed or hopeless, that there can, there can always be something out there to, to help you feel alive. Well, it seems entirely appropriate to congratulate you on finding passion and um, finding your heart, Michelle. It's a, that was a beautiful last riff on on uh, passing on to others what you've discovered. So congratulations on that. Thank you so much, Ron. I really appreciate it. Thanks for being a part of Progressive Recovery. Thank you for listening to Season 4 of the Recovery Sessions at Progressive Recovery, Emotional Sobriety. Please explore the site for more information. There will be more to come as well.